0: this is melanie ache today on everyday leaders you'll meet amy moglin a powerhouse servant leader that you want on your team in life she's a committed servant leader and is now a published author listen in as she shares her favorite moments that have added significant value to her life and amy go red sox To share what's happening at Everyday Leaders, go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store. Select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. When you subscribe to Everyday Leaders, you'll be entered into our monthly giveaway to receive a round to it. If you need accountability in your life, this is a great way to start. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader in your life. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 in 50. Amy Moglin, I am so excited you're on Everyday Leaders.
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. Today, I received your book in the mail, and it's called Even So, and you are a new author, and I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. And, and how funny is that timing that you said that you got my book today and here we are on the podcast today. So thank you. Thank you for the congratulations.
0: It's, it's all in God's timing. I really believe that. We are soul sisters. We are John Maxwell team members, coaches, trainers, speakers, passionate about what we do. And to have you as a guest, it just fills my heart because you have such a story, and we are, have parallel paths. But I wanted to bring you on this program because you define leadership. You inspire all of us, and what you have to teach is so valuable. So thank you for coming on and sharing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, It is truly, truly a pleasure.
0: Uh, so I want you to help us understand... You, um, like me, when you were young, you had some difficult situations to overcome. And as I read the chapter in your book, I got it in time. I could read it before our interview. But I knew some things about you. And, And what I want to understand is these parallel paths that people take in their lives. And when I talk about parallel, I mean when you're young... And you have changes that are beyond your control, but you still make it. You still think about how to make it, and you're still strong just because. Even so, even though things happen, you can become stronger, and there's a higher calling that helps you get through that. And you have such strong faith. And, and so our parallel journeys... Um uh, to help people understand Amy your childhood created you for success. God designed you to inspire others. Tell me about your inspiration daily. Well, yeah, and 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 thank
1: you for all of that. And you know, you're you're right, Melanie. I have I do have strong faith and really that that today that that's what inspires me but i think that's really not what's you know people are listening to your podcast and they say yeah great your faith inspires you daily today but i think what's going to be more impactful for your audience Mm -hmm. for me to answer is what inspired me when that journey was hard Mm -hmm. and when uh i had to be strong and when things were not in my control. You know, when you're young, we think we have it all together. We think we have the world in our hands, but that's absolutely not true. And one of the things that absolutely inspired me when I was younger and really got me on on the right path instead of the wrong path, and and you read a little bit about that in the book, was really what, what everybody in my life, I mean, before... So I was taken out of my house when I was 13. So when I lived in my house and then when I became a ward of the state and was in foster homes and group homes, all I ever heard from people was, you're not going to be anything. You're never going to be successful. You're never going to own a home. You're never going to get married. You're never going to have a good job. It was never, 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 never. There was zero expectations of anything good in my life. So it was very easy, very possible and, and expected of everybody that I would be a statistic like many other kids that were in my situation unfortunately the predictions for me were I was going to be in jail I was going to be selling drugs I was going to be a prostitute I was going to be found dead in an alley and unfortunately the statistics a lot of times lean that way And I finally had somebody that said they believed in me. And I understood, I started to understand. I didn't at the time. I understood what that meant. And they explained to me that my choices could change my life. And that's what inspired me. I believed for so long that I had to be what everybody else was creating me to be. And and not only me to be in the present, but for me, who I was going to be in the future. And when I realized that I had decisions that I could make, it changed everything. And, you know, you talked about my faith. I'll just say one more thing on that because uh, I talk a lot. Um, so you can tell me to, <laughs> to to shut it at any time. <laughs> um, I didn't know God until I was in my 30s. So that was definitely the biggest and the best decision that I ever made. And now I realize I can go to him for those decisions and I can go to him to help be my inspiration because you said it in the introduction to this question that he created me to inspire people. And and I do believe that. And I do believe that he's working through me every day. and, And that's what
0: inspires me. Well, and that's so true when you say every day. Every day, you are an everyday leader because you do intentional things every day to inspire us. Every day, every day, you give 1,000% to inspire others. And I love being connected to you. Uh, You know, our mentors teach us that it is the five people that surround you, that make you who you are. And I know Mark Cole is one of your big five, and he inspires yeah. twenty five, thirty thousand people and more all over the world and And so we're very fortunate to understand that journey, people that are involved in personal growth and that can really identify with those key mentors, those key people that can believe in them as well and give them feedback to say. It's okay, but do it afraid because we're right here. We got your back.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Makes all the difference in the world.
0: It makes all the difference in the world. They don't solve our problems, but they tell us, "It's okay. You can fail. I got your back." And we'll go through it again, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and that's a Absolutely. that's a big thing about failure, but I want to read um you quoted one of these verses, and I just, I really wanted to make sure that I included this because I think it speaks about your heart. And it's James, uh, the first chapter of James, verse two and three, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. It's a great verse, isn't it? It is a great verse. It's a great verse because anyone can identify with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really become my, my, the guiding light. It's really become my, my life verse. And it's so easy. I think we're naturally wired as human beings to go towards the negative and, and say, oh, look at what's happening to me but for me i i it's it's so i know it's hard for people to understand unless you really really know me and you really really understand my heart but i always tell people there's not a single trial there's not a single tribulation that i've been through in my life both as a kid and into adulthood because you know it doesn't end as a kid there's there's still stuff i'm struggling with today and you know i i accept that with great humility and it gives me great joy because it does test my faith and it does produce perseverance. And I don't think anybody in the world can survive without perseverance Mm -hmm. because, I mean, everybody's things that they have to persevere through are different. Some seemingly small, some really, really big, but it doesn't matter. We need perseverance because if we quit and we give up, then... We have nothing to look
0: forward to. We have, we have nothing, nothing. to look No, and and you've been through and, and before before the podcast, I sent you a list of questions, and it's really in my heart. Uh, it, one thing that I was trained on when I left the John Maxwell Conference was yeah. the book "The Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth," and there are so many mm-hmm. themes in that book that I teach on that I I believe are so important to your journey. And some of your health challenges, Amy, that you have that that a lot of people don't know you. And so I just want you to kind of share about, you know, the trade-offs that you make to be able to have a normal life. What people may look at you and think, oh, she's normal. But Mm -hmm. some of the things that you have had to overcome uh, because of your own situation and, and how important that is.
1: Yeah, I'd love to share a little bit about that and, and really to tee that up, one of the things that I I just I can't stand when I tell people some of the, some of the stories, especially the, the medical challenges that I'm going through right now, they say, you're so amazing. So I want to preface that answer, Melanie, with saying I am absolutely not amazing, but I serve an amazing God who does amazing things in my life. So my my health challenges really in a nutshell, um, I was in the Navy and I was deployed overseas in 2008 to 2010 timeframe. That's not the exact dates, but it was roughly that time. And I started to get really, really sick and they didn't really know what was wrong with me. And I ended up getting... Uh, diagnosed with two autoimmune diseases. One that is exceptionally rare. There's less than one million people in the world that have it and the doctors don't really understand it. Pretty much the whole treatment for me is guesswork with that that one rare disease. The other one's rare but not not so rare that... The doctors have to Google it when I tell them what it is. Um, so, and I was getting really, really sick progressively over the years, and then in 2011, August 15th to be exact, my doctor, I was, I was really, really sick at the time, and he said, "Amy, it's going to be a miracle if you live five more years." So you know, you talk about challenges and you talk about things that change your life and change your attitude and change just the trajectory of where you're going. You know, I was coming into a time right there where I was really, really um, creating my life for the first time in a a more positive way. I was really discovering who I was. Um, I had developed a relationship. I had entered into a relationship with Jesus. So I was understanding where that came into place in my life. And, you know, I I finally had these big dreams and these great things that I wanted to do. And then they tell me I'm going to die. And for the first year, I really focused on fear, fear of dying, fear of all of the what ifs and all of the things that I wasn't going to be able to accomplish that I had wanted to do all of the people that I wanted to impact that I wouldn't be able to impact. And then I finally realized around the year standpoint that if I focused, if I spent all my time focused on dying, I was going to forget to live Mm. and I was going to miss out on so much. And, you know, I told you that happened in 2011 And so 2016 was my projected time that I wasn't going to be here anymore, and today, on September 16th, 2019, I'm still here, Mm -hmm. and I know that God has bigger plans for me. Well, one of the other really, really major challenges with, well, you said, you know, what do I have to give up to to have a normal normal life? And first of all, I don't really know what normal is, but (laughs) I don't think anybody knows what it is, but... I started to lose my hearing, and that was about 2011. When I got out of the Navy, it was so bad I needed hearing aids, and I was in denial. I told people I had ADD because I was missing things on TV, and I was missing things in meetings, and I was just, you know, I thought, oh, I just wasn't paying attention. Well, come to find out, they think that, the two autoimmune diseases collided together and caused me to lose my hearing. And my doctors always told me, no, you're not going to go completely deaf. And they just kept adjusting my hearing aids as my hearing went down and they just kept turning them up. So I had greater uh, ability to hear, I guess. And, um, you know, I started to to pay attention to people's lips because in loud environments like a, a restaurant, it was really really hard for me to hear with my hearing aids. I could hear the person flushing the toilet in the bathroom on the other side of the the restaurant, but I couldn't hear the person sitting in front of me. Mm-hmm. So I started to get relatively skilled in reading lips, and I'm so grateful that I did because it's been maybe just over three years now. Um, maybe it's close to three years, that I completely lost all hearing. I hear zero. A bomb could go off in my house right now in in the room that I'm sitting. And besides obviously feeling the blast, I wouldn't be able to hear it. Um, so people do look at me and they think I look normal, Um I'm usually covered in glitter, usually big smile on my face, and I'm really loud. So they think I'm a little strange sometimes, but looking at me, people think I'm healthy. And, and you know, I've, I've really, over this past year, I've become really more in touch with those trade-offs and with, I don't want to say concentrating on what I've lost, because I've gained way much, way more than I've lost when it comes to my hearing. But... It is tremendously challenging to live in a silent world. Mm -hmm. It is so, you know, you talked about how we're both John Maxwell team members. So we, uh, let me just try to paint the picture for you and your audience. We walk into a ballroom that has 3,000 plus people in it. Dancing, music, playing, the energy level is so high. And I can see all of that stimulus but i can't hear a thing i can feel the bass i can see the the lights i can see the smiles on people's face but i don't hear a thing and I, and i sometimes miss out on things because you know when i'm in a conversation with a group of people i'm you know my head is always on a swivel because i'm trying to pay attention to people so that i can i can keep a constant conversation but here's the thing i was told that I was going to die by 2016. Well, it would be a miracle if I was still alive in 2016. I was also told I was going to be confined to a wheelchair. When I finally lost my hearing, my doctors were like, well, I guess you're, I mean, they were ready to ship me to a nursing home because my life is over. I can't hear. And you talk about, you know, things that inspire you. And I know that God is using me in a special way right now to connect with people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because I always say I've become a better listener now that I can't hear. Mm -hmm. And it probably doesn't make a lot of sense, but if you think about it, think about being on a a phone call, whether you're in a a traditional corporate work office space or whether you work at home like I do, and you're on a phone call, you're on a, a web conference, and you're usually multitasking. You are typing emails, you're writing notes, you're scrolling through Facebook on your phone, you're doing a million things. But for me, like right now on the phone, I am reading what you say. And if I look away from the phone, I'm going to miss what you say. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a tremendous trade-off and sacrifice I, I don't know if it's tremendous i mean it's just different it's you, you know mean. i don't want to make it sound like i'm 'm better than anybody else it's just different
0: you have you have a lot of focus your your ability now has mm-hmm. given you the focus to be able to take that energy and take your gifts and and be able to use that to help you become. That, that person, that special person, because many people in today's society that had been exposed to the sounds, the, 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 the iPhone, the driving, all of the things that you have to do to multitask today, a, another person that had gone through your same experiences may have given up on many things, on life, right? Right. Absolutely, and so i want to absolutely i want I want to transition yeah go ahead
1: Three. but I was going to say back to back to the verse that you read, you know from James chapter one it's that that trials that that the troubles that give you that that test your faith and give you that perseverance,
0: mm-hmm. but heaven, let me give up I'm so proud of you i I want you I do not want to get off of this podcast without us talking about your biggest uh, sports accomplishment. You're a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan, <laughs> and it's really fun. It's <laughs> is, is an
1: understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm from Boston, so New England sports is in my blood and um, I did all the girl sports growing up, cheerleading, uh, gymnastics, figure skating. I never played baseball. I mean, I played in the neighborhood with the boys and all that, but five years ago, my favorite team in the whole world, the Boston Red Sox, did a women's fantasy training camp, and my best friend, who is as diehard of a fan as I am, we went off to JetBlue Park in Fort Myers, Florida, where the Red Sox go to spring training, and we spent the week being trained and coached by former Red Sox players. We play uh, between six to eight games in a matter of three to four days. Uh, the first year we had a tornado that that we missed one of our games and you know it's one of those things that I couldn't pass up the opportunity to to play with the Red Sox, especially with an all-women's team. And when we talked about it, we signed up. We thought it was going to be a bucket list thing. Like, wow, isn't this cool? As part of our camp, we got to go play at Fenway Park in May of the following year, of the same year, rather. And I actually got to be the first female relief pitcher to ever pitch at Fenway Park. Now, I've never pitched. I had no idea if I could make it the 60 feet, 6 inches from the pitcher's mound to home plate. But I didn't care because I got to stand on the pitcher's mound where so many great players played, and I didn't have the police chasing after me <laughs> to arrest me for trespassing on the field. So it's, it's become more of a bucket list thing and it's become more of an addiction and we're getting ready to do our fifth year this January and um I can actually play baseball now Melanie and I've become a catcher which is a dream of mine and I broke my finger catching in Fenway Park two years ago and it was a dream come true and everybody felt bad for me and I when I was in the ER I'm like did you hear what I said? I was catching at Fenway Park. I don't care about my broken pinky so yeah yeah it's just been it's been such a great time and we have such a great group of gals and we've really just become sisters and family and we're like a bunch of six-year-olds in the locker room. It's just, it's so much fun. It's, so it's just fun. like the best time of my life.
0: It's so fun for people that remember the movie, A League of Their Own. And you had posted yes. some things about the women that were, um, that came back. And so share a little bit about that memory.
1: Yeah, so we have had the incredible, incredible privilege to have three of the original AAGPBL players, so the original women's baseball players, come to camp and help coach us. We've had Maybelle Blair, so if you saw that movie, she was all the way May, the player that Madonna played. This woman is a hot ticket. She is a hot ticket. Um, we've had Shirley Berkovich and we've had Mary Moore. And to hear their stories is just incredible. And, you know, people today, I think they, they think they have it rough. You know you hear a lot about inequality in pay and women and things like that. And, and you hear these stories. I think Shirley Berkovich was 16 when she got when she got drafted, she got a telegram to, to report to spring training, 16 years old. And her mom put her on a train and she went off to spring training. And these women are so, so, so incredibly passionate about the game of baseball and about advancing women in, in baseball. And the best part of it is I've actually um, been asked to serve on the board for the International Women's Baseball Center. And we're creating a, a women in baseball museum in Rockford, Illinois, right across from Bayer Stadium where the Rockford Peaches played. and And it's these women's dreams. So by meeting these women and by playing with them and being coached by them and being inspired by them, I and our board, we get to be part of fulfilling a dream that they've had of having this museum dedicated to women in baseball so it's just it's an incredible honor an incredible privilege and they've taught me so much i just want to share one funny thing when we were at fenway mary moore i just met her Uh, she didn't make it she hadn't made it to camp this was a year that she hadn't made it to camp yet, but she did come to Fenway. And here I am warming up. I'm on the warning track, you know, just warming my armor up before the game. And she said, hey, can we throw the ball? Like, okay, well, i got to be careful because she's an old lady. And I'll tell you what, when she threw that ball back to me, I thought my head was going to come off. It was a rocket. <laughs> she still got it after all these years. And I was like, just... It's just incredible. It's just, they're such just special, special, special women. They're incredible.
0: They will always be in your heart and in your journey. And think, many people that are listening to this that may have like fast forwarded, they were like, oh yeah, I heard about this baseball thing. I want to get to that. Thinking about the first part of your story, you weren't even supposed to be here on this earth. Yeah. And to experience and push yourself and think with intention, right? Mm -hmm. Chapter one, 15 Laws of Growth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chapter one, intentionality. Mm -hmm. I am going to do this because I want to do this. I believe I can do this. I will do this. And you wanted to grow and experience. And many people forget don't die, don't stop breathing, don't stop living you've got to step into whatever it is, as long as you're breathing, as long as you can add value to your life and others, right? And, and take this joyous heart. If everybody could be like Amy, <laughs> I think. Oh,
1: you don't want that.
0: <laughs> you're such an inspiration though, because, you know, many people have trials and many people say I've gotten over it mm-hmm. and, I, and this is what I did, but you didn't allow yourself just to overcome, um, you know, a health crisis and overcome, you know, uh, a a, 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 traum- a traumatic childhood or overcome one thing you have constantly said, okay, this is the situation and here's how I'm going to improve my life around it and learn from it and grow through it. And, and so that's, how you inspire me and I know many people that follow you because we're your biggest fans and, and we're, we're in the cheering, um, (laughs) we're in the clubhouse (laughs) for Amy.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, I want to just say one thing to what you just said, Melanie with, you know, I I wasn't supposed to be here and and I went and played baseball and the funny thing is the the first year I went to camp, I had gotten discharged from the hospital. I was in the ICU three days before I reported to to spring training. But here's the thing, you know, sometimes we have dreams and we we envision it in a certain way in our mind. Okay. Like I could have had a dream that I was going to be a player on the Boston Red Sox. Now I do not have that dream, but you know, we have these dreams and we put these things in our head. And then when things happen around us, whether it's, we don't have the resources or we don't have the education, we don't have the money, we don't have the right people in our lives. You talked about we become the the average of the five people we spend the most time with whatever that circumstance is sometimes our dream the, the vision of our dream changes and i want to tell you something that was so profound from one of the ladies i told you were a family i i think it's been 2 years now i went through a year long course of chemo to try to get my my hair uh, my hearing back and towards the end of the course of chemo, I started to lose my vision. And there was a chance that I was actually going to completely lose my vision. My vision was so bad that I had my license taken away. And I was talking to some of the ladies and I was saying, I can't go to camp. I can't play anymore. I, I can't, I can't hear I can't hear that. Hey, I'm pitching the ball. I can't see the ball. And you know what they said to me? Amy, we still need you there. You can cheer people on from the sidelines. We'll tell you if somebody hit made a hit. We, we'll tell you if the other team gotten an out. And it was so inspirational to me because it reminded me that sometimes we want to step into our dream, or we want to step into a part of our life that looks a certain way, that feels a certain way, that tastes and smells, that feels this this perfect mold of what our dream looks like. And if we can't fit exactly inside of that mold, we don't feel like we have value anymore. And that comment from one of those ladies reminded me that while I might not be able to hear, and at at the, that point we were worried I wasn't going to be able to see, that I still had value and I could still live out that dream. It just had to look different. So I just wanted to share that because that was, that was such a... a a pivotal time for me, and that was such a, a a big eye opening. It was just one of those moments that that just really put things into perspective for me.
0: Well, and many times when you're in the middle of something, it's not the pity; it's you only see from your perspective, and and so stepping away from that for two seconds to see someone else's cheering you on, to see someone else's support. That's why mentors are so important, so valuable in our lives, because we don't see yeah, those absolutely. things. We don't see the next step. We don't see the value sometimes of what we bring to a situation. And yeah. it all begins with our beliefs. You know, your story, Amy, started with people telling you, you can't do this, you can't do that. And and that was your belief for a long time. And then... Stepping into these health crises, you're not going to make it. You can't do this. In your story, I always connect it to, I can, I can, I will overcome, and I will survive. And, and so your book, I celebrate you today. It's so important. I got this in the mail today. We're doing this podcast. It's called Even So. <laughs> it's just amazing. God's timing, right? Makes all of this happen for us and and if you believe like we believe uh it's it's so true so today you know as we close out i i want you to give us just a little bit of what's going on in your life today what are you what are you looking forward to amy in these next few months these next few years um, that you're hoping to accomplish
1: well first and foremost i'm um hoping to remain alive. Um, secondarily, I am hoping to um, emulate the love of Jesus every single day. That's really kind of my, my trademark. That's really what I live for. That's that's what I'm all about. It's part of my legacy. I really just, I'm passionate about loving people without filters and just loving people because they're filter uh, because they're humans, not because they're filters. Um, and in so you know that 's really the the things that that matter the big things that matter um, coming up i 'm um, hosting live to lead uh, next month so that's a that 's really consuming my my whole life right now, but really um, looking out into the end of the year i 'm hoping to finish my next book i've been working on it for a while and um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to having that come out and um I'm just looking forward to being able to serve people and being able to add value to people and being able to just help make a a small difference in the world. That's the big thing I'm looking forward to. I know it sounds simple, but it's really, truly my heart.
0: It starts with the simple things. It starts with your core and, and your heart. And that's why I love you. And I Just so appreciate you, Amy. I thank you for coming on the program. I thank you for being an exemplary everyday leader in my life and to so many others that you inspire.
1: Well, I love you right back and you inspire me and I'm just so proud of since I met you, how much you've grown and how much you are impacting the world. And when I say it's an honor to be on your podcast, I mean that. So thank you so much. And I love you.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, girl, you have a wonderful, wonderful experience. The Live to Lead, uh, we will be posting this uh, before the Live to Lead. So I want you to uh, give us the link so that people can sign up to come to your event because it's so important uh, that we can share John Maxwell teaching life of leadership and legacy. And so what I want people to do walking away from this podcast is I want them to listen to this. Listen to this podcast and think about the way Amy would listen to this. Amy would be reading every word and absorbing that into her soul. And I think we all need to, to absorb that and be empathetic and really pay attention to the things that we have in our life and how we can become better. Thank you very much, Amy. Thank you. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.